0: And wakes up. Steph, Abby, and and Matt on
1: Hi, guys. Podcast time. Podcast time. Podcast.
2: Every time I write and in a text message, yeah. and I write and a lot, yeah. it comes up with abs.
3: Mm. Oh, and I don't really? write
2: abs that much, but...
3: Mm. Mm. Use the uh,
1: symbol.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's That's an extra button.
4: Okay.
1: Do you have to flick over to the different key because you know you go to a symbols keyboard to get to to that? Is it? Yeah. 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 It's too hard. I get abs a lot when I write and as well. Yeah. And I don't. I don't ever write abs abs. often. Even no. Well, unless I'm
3: talking talking about about myself. abs.
2: Mm. Mm. If you work hard for it, you're halfway there. Mm. You can can just
3: get implants. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. You can't go into your settings and change the word abs to and.
2: Can you in your? Yeah. Oh, you have to show me how to do that because I've never, ever, ever written ducking. Ever. Mm. I've never written ducking. Mm. Well, and I write that to everyone and I get so annoyed about it. I'm like, oh. Every
1: time I write ducking, it changes it to something else. Mm. And I'm highly offended because I never, really Use
2: that. ducking in a sentence that you text to people.
1: Um, You've got to be careful when ducking because if you don't duck low enough, you'll still hit your head.
2: And that's a good message for
1: hey, babe. <laughs> my very tall um, son. Hey, babe, just ducking down the shops. To yep. get a peaking duck. <laughs>
3: CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Phones have a mind of
1: their own. They're going to take over the world eventually. They will. They sure will. They we'll already. You know what? Maybe they already have. Mm. Everyone has one. Uh-huh. We're always looking in them. Mm. Everything in our lives revolve around our phone, our banking, our mm-hmm. social interaction. Mm. We say that things are going to take over the world. They already have. Mm. Phones down. There we go. <laughs> okay, back out. Oh, back into. What's happening on TikTok? Uh. <laughs> 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 it's funny, you know. Like it, even uh, back in the day, there was things saying radio was like, you know, children need to get out and play because the radio is mm. like. Yeah, I know yeah, that's funny and, you say that, but I guess TV you,
3: and... you
2: couldn't take the radio. The radio, the wireless. Sorry, yeah, they used be. to
1: be yeah. that and the big.
2: Yeah, yeah, so you would have to stay there in it. the yeah, listen yeah. to yeah. But Andy. you could though. Like I, I, we were saying the other day that we used to always say, you know, go out and like my parents used to go out, and go out and play. Yeah. So we used to do like murder, uh, was well, spotlight, I... spotlight. We would play until like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. When we were kids, and then go in, and go to bed. But you'd never do that now. No. So I wouldn't say the kids go, go. The kids go and play in the front yard or run down the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never.
1: The, um, in America, I can't remember where I read it, but they were saying that, um, it was a huge uproar because they started broadcasting baseball Mm. on the radio and they were saying how ridiculous it was. And they had to take baseball off the radio Mm. because what it was doing was stopping children from going outside and playing baseball. They were all inside listening to the baseball Mm. and that was just stupid. Mm. So it was going to ruin the sport. You know, all technology is evil, mm-hmm. really. Yep, you know,
2: it is. We're still Since training for our, our road trip. So, like, we never give kids iPads in the car at all, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're like thinking once we give it to them, they'll be all right for our road trip to down to Adelaide.
1: I oh, see so you're saying, like, you're saying no iPads.
2: We've never given iPads on the thing, but I'm hoping that when we do for the first time, they'll be so excited yeah. that they'll be on there for what? Well, we 23 never, hours. <laughs> we never
3: give iPads in the car because num- it um, can make you sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you've got that to deal with. I
2: don't know. I just I just don't think they need to. I want them to be bored in the car because they fight anyway with the iPads.
1: Mm.
2: And mm. I would want the, I just want to pass on the circle of boredom
1: mm.
2: yeah. we, we, we have had a, when uh, we we're in the car.
1: Mm-hmm. A rule of the only person who's allowed an iPad is the driver. Perfect. Yeah. So good. they're allowed to watch whatever they want. Yeah. Everyone else has to look out the window.
2: That's a great idea. And navigate.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. Hard that's left. Idea.
2: That's a good idea. <laughs> like Get
1: that. up ahead. <laughs> uh, today's podcast, Danielle Cormick is going to join us. Is it Cormick or Cormac? I thought it was Cormac. Cormac. I thought it was McCormick, to be honest. Yeah, a you, long say, time. you keep
2: saying McCormack. I'm pretty sure it was McCormack. I don't know why.
1: No, it's just Cormac. 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 Danielle Cormac.
2: Yeah, but it's Cormac, not Cormick.
1: Cormick. <laughs> well, that would have been nice to know when we were
2: talking to her. Oh, I'm not any person to correct. I can't even talk.
1: Anyway, Stab That chat, would yes. have been very good to know. <laughs> oh,
2: he's, he's an after person. Hindsight. I did Yeah, I, I knew that. I was going to tell you that, and I did say that. No you didn't oh, I did say it in my mind. I was going to say it. I was going to say that <laughs> 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 She was lovely. Yeah. Good to talk to her.
1: Uh, we also um, found out about the Brisbane bin chicken. Apparently mm-hmm. we have the strongest, most evolved bin chickens. In the world here in Brisbane.
2: Well, he may not have agreed with me with a lot of facts, but I learnt a lot. Did mm-hmm. you? Oh, you God, didn't yeah. know that, did you? No. Do you like it more?
3: No. Do I you? Yeah,
2: I do. Mm. Yeah, I feel like you know. Well, we're both just struggling,
1: misunderstood.
2: We're both strugglers,
1: doing mm. our best. You know. I see. I find the I, I find the bin Chicken quite respectful.
2: I'm with Stav. I don't think if I don't think you've been to South Bank with some chips.
1: Mm. You think you think the city. The city ones are probably just a bit more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hactic, they're, they? Yeah, no.
2: they're completely take yeah. your wallet. No, no, no. You what go do to they South do Bank. They
1: make you a coffee.
2: Yeah, I don't understand what the difference is. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I think there's a, a great sense of community out there. Maybe we've just you know accepted them.
2: <laughs> I feel <laughs> that if I'm walking past a bird and it doesn't fly away,
4: yeah.
2: that's when I become scared, yeah, and that's yeah. what happens at South Bank. And the crows at our house, they they, they, they watch. No, they don't. Mm. I was like, excuse me, am I in your way? Mm, no, like, yeah, move. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, because they, you know, they're a murderer of crows. They'll, they'll cut you. The Parliament a of Owls. Uh, yeah, Is that what it is? Yeah.
2: You don't really get many Parliament of Owls, though, Owls really.
1: You never see them.
2: No, but they're normally solo. <laughs> they are. I've never seen multiple owls together. No. And unless it's in Harry Potter and they're all going to the train.
3: <laughs> mm, not delivering their mail.
2: <laughs> no. Remember when they all go to the holidays and they all take their... Owls home? Owls home. Mm. Um, so we'll discuss the
1: Ibis. Um, that's all on the way. Stay with us. Here we go. Let's roll the podcast.
5: Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
1: Dear Abby.
2: Sometimes in life, sh- gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. If you've got a dilemma or you want other people's opinions and sometimes it's just backup, uh, mm-hmm. you can send an email, Abby at b105.com.au. This one is written, hi, Abby. Love the show, by the way. Never miss it, guys. Great. There you go. Compliments will get you everywhere. <laughs> I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on this matter. I am requesting a full refund refund from a recent visit resort at uh, Bagara, which is just out from uh, Bundaberg.
1: Yeah, the coast of Bundy. Yeah. Nice, beautiful spot. Beautiful.
2: But they are ge- only giving one out of two nights back. And here is my story. And I want to know, am I being unre- re- unrealistic? Mm. We spent Friday and Saturday night at the resort in the early hours of Sunday morning around 2 a.m.? My husband woke to two drunk and stoned males, just to clarify, in our kitchen. We kicked them out and lucky for us they left quietly or who knows how else it would have ended. I mm. wonder how we knew they were drunk and stoned. They maybe like they smell. It's, it's always a smell. Oh, yeah. And maybe they're in the oh, kitchen trying tacos. to get something to eat. Yeah, yeah. Dead giveaway. <laughs> Carrying
1: a Gatorade <laughs> bottle and a hose.
2: Well, let's just say they were completely out of it. I think we can establish that. After speaking to the management and them looking at the cameras, it's seen that one of the managers coded a new key for these guys as they rang saying that they were locked out of their apartment. At no point, after looking at the cameras, was it checked that that room number was what they said it was. So they simply took their word of two drunk people. I feel this is extremely poor and rather concerning when you have families staying there. I was offered a voucher for compensation. They were very quickly dis- to dismiss us uh, that there would be no way and to dismiss us and there'll be no way of us returning to this resort. I asked for a refund and was offered a discount of one night. Hmm. Then management asked for okay. And I said, no, to be honest, I really wanted to call the police, but they said there's no crime committed. It was just a mistake. There's nothing they would be able to do. We left the resort immediately to drive back here to Brizzy, and it was on this trip that we discussed that it was really not acceptable, the outcome. And my young daughter then said, is this going to happen at home? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a, it, we were there with our young daughter, and as you can imagine, things have turned into something very serious. Now my da- daughter won't sleep alone in her bed and having nightmares about strange people coming into our house. See, that's really hard. After contacting the resort, I got told that there will be no refund. Um, I paid $680 for the two nights, and I got a refund of 300 Am I being unrealistic? So hundred percent, no, she's not being unrealistic. A full refund should have been offered.
1: There, I, I guess, is the resort's theory. You had a trouble-free night right. the, first the first night. night. Yeah. And then the second night was an issue, so you only get the second night. But no. there
2: are complete consequences with that. I would say that if the couple were just there by themselves... Then I think that they can process could
4: have been it. A party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can process
2: it. But if you're there with your daughter, I could understand that. Yeah. Especially if now they're starting to have nightmares, they won't sleep by themselves. That's really Yeah. That's a real concern. I reckon a full, full refund. refund. Oh, hundred percent. Mm. And there needs to be some sort of sense of apology for it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are mistakes that can happen. Well, is it easily done?
1: You would think they would have some sort of check where they would have to show ID that, okay. that they had a room, or, or like the green light and red light at the car parks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I well, some of them do have that. Mm. I was a concierge, so I did used to work in hotel reception, and I'll be honest, I put my hand up and say I've made a mistake. Uh-huh. So I did not book out a room as if it was occupied, so it still was vacant in the system that you see, mm-hmm. and I checked some more people into that room. I always took them into the room. So when I opened the door and we walked in and they brought their bags in, we could see that it was Mm 1am. They'd gone from overseas and there was people in the room. Yeah, right. Right. Mortified. We left instantly. I left a a basket there for the couple saying, I'm so sorry. I don't know if you heard someone coming into your room. And then I had to deeply apologize to the people. They were reviewers. Brilliant. Uh. But yeah, I felt mortified by it. So I'll be honest and say that. I have done a mistake like that. Mm. I don't know what the systems are because I worked in hotels probably around about twenty years ago.
1: This one sounds though like those um, drunken stone guys were already guests. Yeah, they but were. They, they just gave them the wrong, the wrong number. But you'd
2: have to check. Like, it looks like there was nothing given. Like yeah. there was no like what's your details? Mm. What's, your name? Uh, what's your full names on it? What's your phone number? Which mm. they should do. And if you work in a hotel thirteen ten sixty, or if anything like this has ever happened to you before, I would like to know what you got. Compensation, Or whether it was just brushed aside.
1: Yeah. Has someone come into your room when you've been in there? Yeah. And that's my biggest fear because I poop with the door open in a hotel room. Do you,
2: do you ever put the latch on? Oh, I no. Know, do you? Yeah. I never have.
1: Never.
3: No. Mm.
2: What about if there's a fire?
3: I jump off the balcony.
2: You plan everything, don't you? Yes. As a big getaway. The
3: first thing I do when I get into a hotel is I get the, the sheets off the bed. I fashion a rope.
2: Hey, 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 okay, right, I'm not, right,
3: I'm not right, sure we sorry. can put this
1: story story on air. <laughs> um, is, it, is it more common than we think? It, it, do people Have you had people come into your room? Have you accidentally walked into someone's room before? This
2: just feels like customer service is dead. Ah, uh, Do you know? Supply the whole, and
1: demand. Mm,
3: yeah, but yeah. the whole,
2: like, we're really sorry, mm. and this is going to be a common sight. Because I know she would have done what I would have done, being too embarrassed at the time to make a fuss, but mm. they're dr- driven away and gone. I don't feel right. Yeah, but excuse me, I'm okay. going back.
3: So what do you think about this, Courtney and Warner? This has happened to you too.
0: Hey, yeah, um, it was actually me and my husband's honeymoon night. We were a late check-in, obviously after our reception. Mm-hmm. Went into checked ourselves into the hotel room, and the receptionist popped in, thinking she would beat us to drop off a bottle of wine, and she actually caught us.
2: And yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, honeymoon. <laughs> 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 Did she still leave the wine and just put her head down and walk out?
0: Um, no, so we're actually not drinkers at all, so we just told her, we don't drink, sorry, thank you. <laughs>
4: uh,
1: was she
2: carrying two or three glasses? <laughs>
0: uh, we didn't even see her. Oh, I don't think
1: no.
2: us, I oh, You know what? She's never going in another room again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe that's her thing. You never know. Honeymoon couple. I'll be right yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Desley, you're on the air. Uh, Hi. What
6: happened? My husband and I, with our three children, were checking into a hotel in Darwin, Mm -hmm. and we got given keys to a a room. We went upstairs. Our children let themselves in as we were following with the suitcases, Mm -hmm. and there was a lady in her lingerie laying on the bed. (gasps) Oh, no. That's
3: better than a bottle of wine, (laughs) I guess. Oh, no.
6: What did you say, and what did she say? I apologised profusely, got my three children out of there, and left.
2: Mm. And when you went back to the hotel, what did they do?
6: Um, They came up and met us actually um, up on the floor. They gave us new keys to a higher room so we weren't even on the same level as her Mm. and they went and apologised, I assume.
1: Did you see her at the buffet the next morning?
2: No. No, She wouldn't remember what her face would have looked like. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what you're looking at. Very presumptuous.
1: Desley.
6: I was just trying to get my kids out of there. (laughs) Desley, you remember what colour lingerie it is, right? No, I have
1: no idea. I was just oh. like, oh, my God, get out. Out, oh, kids, out. Because the they were, like, does.
6: little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Tash. Hi. Hello.
1: What
3: happened to you?
6: Uh, yeah, so we went down the coast for my sister's wedding, and me and my husband had a child-free night. Mm-hmm. We had our hotel, and I woke up in the morning. I think we had about an hour to check out. And I got out the shower, you know, no clothes, just walking around, nice and peaceful, mm-hmm. sat down in my bed sitting there and this lady just walked straight in, walked over and I was like, um, I was just mortified. It was just a hotel staff member
4: yeah.
6: and we just looked at each other and we're just like, I'm like, ah, I like grabbed myself and then she's like, oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. And then she just walked out and yeah, that was it.
4: Wow. And did so, they
6: do anything to compensate? I didn't complain. I just right, okay. I felt I felt like awkward, but mm. I was like, you know, like I knew it was a mistake, but I mean, I would never see her again. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what
2: true. would you think in this situation? Would you expect her to have a full refund or not?
6: Yeah, I think that that would be definitely, you yeah, know, that definitely should happen, like compensation,
2: mm. you know. But, yeah.
6: Because it's not, yeah, it's not acceptable that it's their mistake, but they should, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah. and middle of the night adds a degree of. Well,
2: I think
6: it was also scariness.
3: the two drunk men. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, two drunk,
2: any men people would are be scary. Like, yeah.
6: Obviously, they were harmless, but if you've got kids, they're probably a bit scared, like, you know, not a nice experience. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
7: The Australian. Bin
4: chicken.
7: Uh. Once known as the white ibis, the species has evolved into a superior scavenger. Yeah,
1: the ibis. Yeah, the, drinking jerk.
2: Yeah, the ibis bird, first found in Egypt, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Australian version is a bin chicken. Oh, that's its official name, and you'll see it going through all the bins, especially in the city. They have a bit of an issue with it.
3: I always think like they're they're not too bad looking mm. until you see under their wings. What's oh. under their wings? Oh, you can see, like, the bone, and it's all red. Have you ever seen that? No. See, it's, I like, think, raw. I think they're like.
2: beautiful looking until I see them going through a bin. Do you know? It's like right. it, it, it's like seeing a really good-looking person, and then you get to know their personality, and you're like, I think they're ugly now.
1: Mm. I just see them as birds who've fallen on hard times. I yeah. I think, you
2: know. They're resourceful.
1: That's someone's brother or sister or mother or father <laughs> there, and, you know, I'm not going to judge them <laughs> because yeah. there's yeah. something's happened, mm-hmm. and they can come out of
2: this. I think it's because they're not scared of us, which bothers me sometimes. Yeah. You know, when you're walking yeah. past them and you're like, Dude, you're supposed to fly away. Mm. And he's you're like, supposed to fly away and you're supposed to be scared of me. And I can't put my rubbish in the bin because you're still there. Well, you just take it then. Mm. Take it.
3: And they're tenacious. Like, at South Bank, you've got to be real careful. I respect Why? them. What would they do? They'll come up to your table and take your
1: food out of your hand. Uh. But see, I can respect them, the fact that they'll go through the bin. Seagulls, mm. they're just like scabby Little annoying. I I think I
2: prefer seagulls.
1: Well, see, no, they hang around and then they in packs. Yeah, but the the ibis won't do that. It'll Mm. wait for you to put it in the bin. They're a bit more respectful in that way. They don't, no, I don't I'm with Stab
2: in Southbank. I agree. In those mm. circles like near the boosters there, yeah, and they yeah. come in and you're just like, well, can I just put it in my mouth first? Can mm. I have one bite before can, you take it?
3: Can I just give you a bit as tribute and then continue
1: with my meal? Mm. See, I've never been approached by an
3: You have
2: never been on by one? Wow. have never
1: been approached. They've always been very respectful. Maybe and they're and like magpies and they know
2: the different person. Maybe. They're like, you know. That person respects us, let's not go for him. But a lot of people are talking about it and uh, we were talking about it as a group because uh, Kate McKinnon, who's a wonderful actress, and she has appeared in Tiger King that was filmed here in Australia. The
3: Carol Baskin one, yeah. Yes, Mm -hmm. she plays
2: Carol Baskin, doesn't she? And she was talking about it on what show? Kimmel. Kimmel. And uh, she was talking about our beautiful birds.
6: First day there, I was walking on the street and I saw what I thought was the most beautiful bird I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, "What is this majestic heron, uh, just loose in the street that I've encountered? My God, I have been blessed here. Yes. This is a sight." And I asked um, some guy that I ran into. I was like, "What is this this gorgeous bird?" And he was like, "Oh, that's a bin chicken." And what I learned was that they they the ibis is called a bin chicken because they eat garbage out of the dumpsters and. To me, this was like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. To them, it's a pigeon. And they were like, oh, the (laughs) ibis. We hate the (laughs) ibis.
2: We do. Working on her accent. <laughs> but I was uh, overhearing, my sons were watching a an American video and they're talking about the dangerous animals down under. Mm. They will all kill you. Mm. And one of them was talking about, it may not kill you, but through evolution, the Australian bin chicken has become the strongest in the world. And they're basically going on to say that the beak is now stronger because they have some heavy lifting to do.
1: They've evolved.
2: Well, the bin chicken apparently is the the bird that has evolved the most in the world. Mm-hmm. So,
1: so their beaks have gotten stronger, so they have the ability to flip the lid on a. Well, I think they got longer bin. as
2: well. Wow. So they're like, the bin's over there, don't want to walk as fast. Oh, yeah, my beak's going to get it. Because evolution obviously will be a popular um, yeah. attribute, will keep. Yeah, growing, something you need bigger, gets better and bigger. And better. Yeah, because mm. those ones will breed. They didn't grow hands
1: though. Not yet to open up the the lids because opposable thumbs would be very handy for them. Mm. A, um, they're a big issue in Forest Lake. I oh, just they? found a little thing here saying that they have put um ibis-proof bins in Forest Lake, mm. so maybe they are. They can lift the lid. They can lift the lid. Really? So, so they've had to make them even
2: heavier. Well, we've got crows. Crows lift the bin That's in our house. Annoying. Do you? Do they do that in your area? No. don't lift it up. Oh,
1: if you leave a little crack. A little crack, bit, a little crack.
2: They're like, go we through.
1: got you. Yeah. So you, you've you been like at this, like an ibis at a bin, <laughs> and you've tracked
2: someone down. Well, a biologist, uh-huh. they work with evolution. Right. And here in Queensland, we've got some of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. So surely <laughs> they would know they're the across answer. the ibis. Yeah.
1: You found Professor Daryl Jones, mm. who is very across the bin chicken, and he's going to tell us up next... Um, If
2: they have evolved.
1: Yeah. And what's next? What can we watch out for with the ibis? They can't predict that. Oh, well, if he's good enough, he will.
5: (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
7: The Australian bin chicken. Uh, Once known as the white ibis, the species has evolved into a superior scavenger. Yeah,
3: the (laughs) odd bin juice drinking jerk.
7: Here
2: at B105, we do talk about the bin chicken a little bit more um, Mm. than we should, and that's because when you mention the bin chicken to our boss, his eyes light up. He's got a bit of an obsession with them. Doesn't mean he likes them, just a bit of an obsession.
1: Well, they were talking about making the bin chicken the 2032 Olympic
2: mascot. Mascot, Mm. yeah. People confused about it. They're like, you know, do we want to be the bottom feeders? Is that what we are? People are like, no, they're very smart. And Mm. I was overhearing my kids watch a video talking about the Australian bin chicken Mm. and how it's evolved and it's got a longer beak now and a stronger beak because of the heavy bin lifting that they need to do so
1: abby's like uh just obsessed with this and she said i need to speak to a i want to speak to
2: someone who studies evolution they're amazing people and you know biology we should all know it professor daryl jones from griffith university are you obsessed with the bin chicken
7: I have to admit it. I am. I'm going to come right out in public and say that I am. I, but maybe in a different way, perhaps to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, but yeah. I'm in there. I'm, in there. I'm in with you.
2: Why are evolutionists? Um, uh, why do they follow the bin chicken?
7: Well, I have to just correct you okay. slightly on this one. Um, now, that, so a lot of people. We've got the the one that we see around the bin chicken in Australia mm. is called technically the, the Australian white ibis mm-hmm. but it's often people often people get it confused with the sacred ibis which comes from Egypt. And the and the evolutionary story comes from the fact that they it's like a god, it's like soft the god. Mm-hmm. And so there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of mummies of Ibis. And so they've been able to measure them from thousands of years ago and see whether they've changed. Ah. Right. So, so that's the that's Ibis where that story comes from right. okay. yeah, right. the so, Ibis I mean, we have like... here though, they are they from yeah. Egypt or no, then no, 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 Nothing like them. I mean, they look, unfortunately, they look exactly the same, but they're not the same species at all. So it really is an Australian bird? It's an Australian bird. Absolutely an Australian bird. Absolutely. Uh, You love it even more now, don't you? I (laughs) kind of do.
2: Like, I always thought, Professor, that we wouldn't have it a mascot because, you know, it is the the Olympics here, and I thought if it's Egypt,
7: it's not really ours, but Mm. if it's an Australian bird, well... It's totally Australian. It's an absolute Aussie bird. Absolutely. I'm going to give it a bit more respect. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's extraordinary how much um, how many people are noticing and caring about ibis these days. That's ah. what I must
3: say. So yeah. what you so what I heard there too, though, uh, Professor Daryl Jones, is that there is the ability here to have some sort of movie made filled with mummy ibises.
7: They could be absolutely yes, and they could all come to life.
3: Yeah, risen from the uh, dead uh, in Egypt and start so eating. People. Let's
2: see about any truth to that. this. Is is the
7: Australian
2: version, or is it? it does it have a stronger beak?
7: No, sorry. Um, no. Okay. No. Thanks for joining us. No, All I'm right, gonna... we've got to get rid <laughs> of, <that.
2: laughs> a lot of here.
4: <laughs>
7: no, but there is. There's a whole lot of birds which have adapted to urban wildlife. The, the story here is because living in cities a totally different game to to living in the bush, mm. and they have to cope with different things. So ibis, obviously, one of the things we have done is looked at how many different ways that ibis feed, mm-hmm. and in the city you've got so many. You know, feeding on a Packet of chips or a hamburger is a completely different thing to probing down into the mud, which yeah. is what they normally do. Yeah. And so they've learned they've got a lot more different ways of seeding here, a lot more. And so to do that, you have to be clever and you have to have a big brain, and that's exactly what's been showing up. Can I so ask... the ibis... Yep. Yep, ibis in the city are smarter than the ones in the bush. Right? They're okay. street smart, is they what are. you would say. Yeah. They'll take your wallet. Yeah,
3: They've they a
1: mm. go card. They know how to Fresh catch mode. a train.
3: What uh. is the evolutionary um, decision between, bef- for their underwing? Because their underwing is very strange with the sort of exposed bone red. And, and red. Yep.
7: Yeah, That's right, that's right. That, well, that seems to be it's a signal, but mm. we don't know what it means. Right. It's a signal to probably... And so this is a species which doesn't look different. The sexes don't look any any different. Uh-huh. Um, but, the, but that, but that—the only difference is that red flash. So if you see a bright red flash, it's the male, right? Yeah.
2: Do you think yeah. so, that it should be um, the mascot for the Olympics?
7: then? I would love to see that. That would be a, that would be a, a re, reinvention of a, a you know a despised bird, and mm. it might force people to, to think about things mm. in a different way. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. I mean, if we can't I mean, even you, get it you, there,
1: you, what if we just made it the B one hundred and five mascot?
7: Well why not? You could you could really do that. I mean there's so much merchandise now for for yeah. uh, Binjick, it's incredible, absolutely. Yeah. So and we I think it's a backlash against the negativity that's been around for a long time. Yeah. So I mean there's, there's a group called the disciples of Thoth, Thoth being the Egyptian ibis god. Okay. And so they they're formed in Brisbane uh-huh. to be to be the to go against the the negativity about about the bin chickens, and so mm-hmm. they're, they're, there's a religious religious following now. Oh wow, they're a religion.
1: They, they pray to the bin chicken.
7: <laughs> wow, they? of course, of, of course, absolutely. The name and of the father and, and,
1: and the son and the bin chicken. <laughs> and,
7: and the 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 god is the god who, um, he writes down what the jackal god does when he weighs your soul, whether you go up or down. Mm-hmm. And so, he, and so that's the reason that there's so many. Um, Either mummies, because you want to have that guy on your side. Right. When he writes down, he writes down what the answer is. Are you going up or down? Mm, yeah. You want to make sure that he's on your side. You well, know? you've
2: got to be nice to a bin chicken today. There you go. Thank you so much, Professor Daryl Jones from Griffith University, Very and otherwise right, known as a bin chicken fan.
5: Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
1: Tomorrow's Friday, the 11th of March, baby. 10 grand at 8 a.m. when we play Alpha Box. Here are three answers to make it easier for you to win the money. Ooh,
2: money, 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 money. Uh, Rihanna, uh-huh. risk and ruler. Rihanna, risk. What could that question be?
3: Name a board game.
2: Is there a board game called that? Gee. Yeah. Or
1: ruler.
2: Mm. Name something you need mm. on a desk.
1: How do you get the biscuit? Risk it.
2: There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. Yep. Of course it is. That's it. Lock it in. <laughs> well, we'd have to accept it.
1: Uh, all right. Here we go. Back into the podcast.
5: Stav, Abby, and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. Daniel Cormack, Loggy winner, small screen star, vicious inmate with a strong moral compass. Daniel Cormack is a bit of a surprise
4: package.
1: I absolutely love this lady and think that she is brilliant in Wentworth. Um You can see her at Oz Comic Con, March 27. Daniel Cormack, good morning.
0: Good morning. Are you, are you looking? How are for- you doing? I just I thought she was yeah. brilliant in Wentworth. I got I got Went with, went with for so long, ago. I'm like 150 years old now. <laughs> so what? Are you, you're still brilliant in it, you know. Like,
2: we still we, need to. We that looked up. back and you are crap in it now. We're like, what do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was really crap in
3: it. Love it. You were also great in Buzzy Bee and Friends, if that helps.
0: Oh my. <laughs> hey, get off my IMDb, huh? <laughs> <laughs> get up, Taylor. Do you know <laughs> what? Um, I, 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 played, I played a, um, the character I played on Buzzy Being Friends is like a, a, a cartoon for kids. And when they asked me to audition for it, I had to play a voice of an alligator mm. who was really sort of ditchy and, and forgetful. And I, there's one of my favorite cartoons on YouTube, as, as a cartoon figure, is a, a guy called Salad Fingers. Okay. Have you ever come across him? Oh, yeah. I've come oh, across have? Salad Fingers, yes. Very, very perverse. Mm-hmm. And so I just modelled her voice on his. And I got the job. <laughs> 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 so if all those kids find out that, that Maya character, Alligator is is um, based on a very strange character called Salad Fingers, I'm a <laughs> what, what does Salad Fingers you know? do? And fingers fingers like, um, he rubs um, nettles, stinging nettles on his nipples. Okay. He does stuff like that.
2: <laughs> I'm looking forward to the, S- I know you, you, you're so busy at the moment, but you've, you're the host of a new um, SBS documentary series, uh, Life on the Outside, which it looks incredibly interesting. It's for people that have been in jail and then it, this is kind of, I guess, their first part of living with people before they're completely free in the world.
0: Yeah, it was an initiative set up to help you know fill, it, fill in that gap of you know the lack of stability and security that people have when they're when they're released from incarceration, and it's based on uh, a program that was started in the states to great success. Mm. So they uh, ITV decided to uh, you know to stage the experiment here and um, asked me to be a facilitator for the show. Um, so I met up with some people that and families that had offered their houses. Open their homes to five different people who have been uh, who have just been freed from incarceration, mm. and and we follow their journey. So, so the, usually in the first one hundred days, that's when people are lo- most likely to reoffend if they don't have that support. Mm. You know, it's, it's super interesting because you know the, the the amount of people, the incarceration rates in this country and globally, are, are, you know, are, are growing increasingly, and and there seems to be some really huge gaps in the system Mm. it was really great to be able to be part of a a show that's not it's not offering a solution you know and and opening people's eyes to really what 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 is what is the correctional system like here
1: well I guess that's what we need to think about with prison isn't it most of the time we just see it as a punishment but really if we are to stop uh, the circle of crime is to think of yes it is punishment but also rehabilitation you know you want these people to come out and and be changed
0: Exactly. And that's the one thing that most of these guests on the show were saying is that they don't have that support when they come out. And, you know, I mean, it's certainly going to challenge people's idea of forgiveness and and compassion, you know, to to ask people, you know, would they put themselves in that situation to open up their homes to someone who is deemed in society's eyes a criminal and offer them that support, a warm bed, a safe space, you know, on equal terms. You know, you're not their parents, you're not having to look after them, you're just giving them a safe place for them to be able to go out and to find work, that they've got an address where they can get, you know, tax numbers and all those kinds of things that we probably take for granted. Um, And I think, you know, maybe it's not for everybody, but I certainly saw some really amazing progression and success with some of the guests that were on the show, which was really heartening.
2: I didn't realise that you're into Harley-Davidson bikes because I was reading that their image has completely changed now, that it used to be like you'd get a six-year-old man with buying Mm. a Harley-Davidson. It's a retirement gift It's a retirement gift, isn't it? Because he just Mm. wants to get away from the family finally. Uh, But now they're (laughs) saying that more women are buying it and you're an ambassador for them.
0: Yeah, like, I'm now a sixty-year-old woman who's trying to get away from my family. <laughs> <laughs> <So> I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like there's, you know, there's been female writers in the world for a very, very long time. I just don't think that they've, you know, that none of them have been smaller. And I just put it in the, 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 the same same family as like surfing or you know some of those what have previously been male dominated pastimes or sports mm-hmm. uh, and now you look around and you go wow there's so many women out surfing and there's really amazing groups of games of women riding as well um, you know and and uh, you know I, I love being an advocate for uh, for something that is breaking the bias and you know here we have we just had International Women's Day and it's all about breaking the bias so uh, yeah but I, I mean I love writing. I um Looking forward to riding when it come to Brizzy if the weather suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I I'm, I feel very proud to be part of a brand that is supporting women's riding, uh, and um, yeah, I I feel very blessed to have a motorcycle from you.
2: <laughs> Our neighbours, um, they have the the girls all go for a ride. On Sunday. Oh, great! And boys they invite stay me. Home with cocktails? Nah, w- no, no, no. They they go full on. The girls do. The guys stay home and look That's after the they, kids. The, the boys mm-hmm. get yeah, on the well, cocktails. I don't know, but they go really hard. Like I was like, oh, we're gonna go. And they're like, do you want to come? And I'm like, you guys are. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs>
4: no,
0: yeah. 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 I think you know, as as with most. You know, counterculture—it was considered a counterculture for a while. I guess you're know, riding mm. motorbikes; you're considered the bad mm. guy. You know, easy rider. We've—I think we've gone a long way away from that. Yes, there's certain—you know—factions of the, the motorcycling community which, you know, are probably a little bit more um, enthusiastic than others. I, I'd say that I just, I just like riding. It's a very personal, meditative thing for me. Um, I don't necessarily, you know, need to sit around and get really into loud you know, <laughs> wheelies <laughs> or anything. What do you call them wheelies? Like, oh, <laughs> Um But, uh, you know, like I... And I'd like to be able to represent that too. We are
1: <laughs> speaking with Danielle Cormick this morning. Um, being the ambassador then for Harley-Davidson, you're probably a great person to ask a question that we have asked on the show this week. Um, that we didn't, there is real no uh, answer to this. Just wanting to know what you think. Are there more wheels in the world or do you think there are more doors in the world?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, wow. I'm taking into consideration, you know, some parts of the world where there are a lot of wheels and there's doors, but then yeah. there's a lot of doors. I would say there's more wheels. Okay. okay. Oh, right. no, 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 no. one, two. I'm counting the doors in my house now. <laughs> Ah, mm. uh, I mean, oh, wheels, wheels. Oh, that's don't forget, a hard one. it's you kitchen, done, isn't
1: it? Think kitchen doors as yeah. well as bedroom. Yeah, but doors. Yeah. Then I
0: was saying,
2: even the vacuum oh, has okay, wheels. So though so. yeah. yeah,
0: what constitutes a door? Like, no, what is a question. door? See, are we are we including emotional doors here? Yeah. Yeah. So I
2: yeah. oh, see. I would say a door has you have to be able to go through it or right. put something through it. But even though it is still called a cupboard door, isn't it? Well, that's a thing. Mm. Yeah.
0: It's a hard, it's a hard debate. <laughs> yeah, stay I, stay I just, with us next know, like week. It's a, it's a brief respite from all the madness in the world yeah. right now. Let's just think about things that don't really matter. Oh, yeah. That, yeah.
1: that's right. Something so, that doesn't we, matter. Well, hang on, I want I uh, want an on, answer. What, you gotta she said to wheels. Camp.
0: She said wheels. She said wheels.
1: Yeah, but then we discussed it oh. a little. So mm. just like to confirm, are you in the wheels camp or the door camp? <laughs>
0: Do you know what? I feel like The Doors has brought more enjoyment to my life than Wheels. You know, I never was out following a band called The Wheels, so I'm going to have The Doors. The Doors, <laughs> oh, okay, uh, yeah. I right. can
1: One for The Doors, good
0: to
4: know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and course,
3: something I'm very excited about because I am a massive geek, Oz Comic Con, Homegrown, and you are coming up to Brisbane for that. When you're there, because uh, you've had such a, a huge career, do it, what are most people there to see from? Is it like Xena um, or is it Wentworth or you, is it everything?
0: It's a bit of a mix. It's mostly Wentworth, but you know, there's there's the Underbelly because I play Kate Lee in the mm-hmm. in that TV series Underbelly. Razor, oh, I love uh, that, so that season. Zena, yeah, Zena, <laughs> and also for Rake as well. I oh was, yeah, I'm um, proud of um, Rake, the beautifully Helms Zena, and also for Rake as well. I oh was, yeah, I'm um, proud of um, Rake, the beautifully helmed. Mostly Wentworth. You know, we have some very very avid fans not only here, but yeah, it's been a bit of a mixture. But at the moment, it's mostly Wentworth. The show. Uh, which is great for me because I get to travel around the world and meet all these people, um, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just—it's amazing to me that the show is still, people are still going back and watching it, and these characters have resonated with so many people of mm. all different ages, all backgrounds. You know, I've, I was um, on a Zoom call the other day. I've been doing some conventions online because, of course, COVID yeah. has you know disabled a lot of our um, travel. But I uh, was speaking to a woman from Lebanon. And she just loves the show. So, you know, for me, you know, but very seldom do I do events on home ground. So it's really great to be able to come to Brisbane. You know, I did I did one in Sydney and then one in Melbourne, and both of them were fantastic. It's a really great day,
4: Mm -hmm. a couple of
0: days. Uh, And and you know, for me, I just you know, you end up putting on a face mask and going rolling around. But when I'm not when I'm not up and going and looking at all the other stands and everything, it's a really Mm -hmm. bad day. Have you ever been to one?
2: Yes. Yes.
3: I, I took Abby to one. It's I
2: not her. I freaked myself out. No, no, it was just really exciting, but I had to dress up. What did I? I was, you were Yeah, yes. a cosplay, but people were coming up and asking me for a photo, and I was saying no. And Stav took me aside and said, No, you can't say no. People are excited. I said, But I'm not anyone. And they're like, No, no, no. They just take a photo of the costume. Mm. So then I put on my scary face.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think for me, you know, to be able to go to an event where everyone is really celebrating each other's beautiful diversity and people are, you know, they're getting into engage with their alter egos, that's such a wonderful thing to be part of. Uh,
1: well, hey, nice to talk to you. Uh, if people want to go and check it out, it's uh, March 26th and 27, right here in Brisbane. Um, always a pleasure. Thanks for calling through this morning.
0: Thank you so much. And I'll see you at the Comic-Con in your cosplay. There
2: she is. <laughs> there, well. there she is. Thank
0: you. Danielle Cormick on the
1: air
5: here at Brisbane's B105. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Oh, Alrighty
7: righty, The staple self-destruct in five seconds. The force is with you young Skywalker. Woo! Good afternoon, good evening and good night.
3: Yes, we all know I love my movies. I'm currently trying to find a day to blank out to go see The Batman before it gets ruined for me because it is three hours long. And that's a uh,
1: pack of lunch. Well, my uh, 19-year-old son told me on Tuesday, Dad, it's so good, I'm about to go and see it for the third time. We were talking about this yesterday. You're like, who has nine hours spare in their week? And you're so right. That, that jerk.
3: Just jerk time base. management,
2: guys. You can achieve it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> sure. Rory, just wait out the front of the school. I'll get there eventually. She can go? Is it not for kids? <laughs> no, it is not for kids. All What's right, the so, rating? Is it R? Yeah, oh, close to, yeah.
2: What so you, mean close to? very dark. Is that It's not actually an R, but it's close to an because R. Because
3: if they make it an R... Kids can't go, so they they did a little bit of jujitsu. Well, this oh, Finny and
1: I were going to go. Well, this is the thing. Ethan goes; it's not that bad,
2: Dad. Xander could yeah. go. Mm. Well, we could go because I'm a bad parent, so <laughs> I take Finny. Oh, well then, yeah, we can all go. We'll <laughs> go together. <laughs>
1: all right, uh, Letitia and Kaziah, you are playing this morning. Morning, morning, Good morning. Okay, all right. thirty seconds each. Um, Stav has movie titles turned over on pieces of paper. Um, He is going to describe the movie to you, and you have to then say what you think the movie is, all right? Yep. All right, Letitia, you're going first, as many as you can in 30 seconds. Here we
3: go. Uh, Brad Pitt, but he starts old and ends young.
6: Um, Benjamin Button. That's
3: right. Uh, Jack Black becomes a teacher. He was drunk yesterday. School of Rock. That's the one. Uh, he's a big green guy and he's got a donkey who's making waffles. Trek. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, uh, G- Captain Jack Sparrow, parlay boo. Pirates that's of the Caribbean. That's the one. Uh, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Pass. Okay. Uh, yeah. His palms are heavy. Knees weak. Arms are sweaty. His mama's on a sweater already. Uh, eight miles. That's right. Uh, uh, hey, Sanka, you're dead? Yeah, man, I'm dead. Uh, oh.
2: Five. Well done. well done. That was good. Mm. I and love it you- Really good. <laughs> you're right because I I love that you got annoyed at her about Crocodile Dundee. She's <laughs> oh, obviously yeah, not old enough. Yeah, seen that.
6: Yeah, she's not old
2: enough for it.
3: Well,
6: that I'm, I'm old, but I just said I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, no. Wow.
3: You're okay. not as old as staff. Don't put yourself in the. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. <laughs> oh. I was in that one.
1: All right. So I you played a said. fantastic Crocodile. Can Thank I say? You. Thank you well. very much.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Kaziah, you've got to beat the score of five. It's doable. It's completely doable. I believe in you. Okay, you ready? Thank you.
6: I'm ready.
3: Here we go. (laughs) Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, she's a nun, but she's not really a nun. She goes undercover as a nun. Oh,
6: gosh, I can't think of a pass.
3: Pass. Uh, um, He's the boy who lived, and you can't say the other guy's name. Lightning Bolt Scar. Harry Potter. That's the one. Uh, He shoots webs out of his um, wrist. That's the one. He's got um, scissors for hands. well. Oh, Edward's in
4: there. <laughs> uh, I'd be Buck. Uh, oh, I'm a um... yes, He's a robot. <laughs> oh,
2: oh! oh Almost. Leticia for the win. Well done.
5: Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Mikey Webb has dispensed crucial information to the deaf community during COVID, during the Townsville floods, bushfires and... He's won another legion of fans interpreting music and theatre.
2: Yeah, we love this guy. He's well-known Auslan interpreter, uh, Mikey Webb. And we didn't know him as well as we did recently, as you just heard, because of all the uh, press conferences that mm. are now the norm. They announce what time they're doing the press conference, and Mikey's up there doing it. And he's, he's a fabulous guy. And I just have to say that he's fabulous under pressure. Because if you've seen him on stage doing it for, I think it was ACDC.
1: Um, over the weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, he
2: gets involved he with it, does. but he's always professional and he thinks it's really important that you always give over the tone as well. Mm-hmm. I end up,
1: when there is a Auslan person at a concert, I end up watching them and not the band mm. most of the time because I find it.
4: Sometimes quite they're more passionate.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. Even um, when we spoke to him, actually, we asked him if the lead singer goes, you know, what the is a Brisbane. Mm. He actually will sign that as well because yeah. he wants even the, the deaf people in the crowd to have the full experience. <laughs>
2: now, there was a press conference yesterday mm. and Stephen Miles was talking and you're going to hear Anastasia Palaszczuk and this is this is her tone when something like this happens because she goes, Oh, Mikey! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, so something uh, happens to him yeah, in so the middle of what it. What
2: happens is during the press conference, and he's dressed so beautifully, he's always he immaculate. He's got that lovely jacket. And a bird poos on him. Now, this isn't <laughs> just a little bird poo, a little good luck bird poo. Oh, mm. it's, good yeah, Wait, it's good luck. It is good luck. You have to say that.
1: I mean, has anyone but, ever won the lotto after a bird shat on them?
2: It is. Yeah, it's it's someone shat on them. It's not a little bird poo. <laughs> and his composure goes you to... You was a person? No. <laughs> 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 I'm just All saying, right. it wasn't a little bit. <laughs> just getting some apples. <laughs> it is everywhere, on his face, on his, on his shirt. On his man bun. And he does, he has to he explain has to what it actually yeah, is.
3: Right. Post-2011, there was a program that the state government... Oh, shit. Oh.
7: Oh,
6: no. <gasps> oh, Mikey.
7: Sorry. Take your jacket Take off. Can you? and
6: Take right. the jacket off. Uh-oh. Everyone, look above. Got on your as well. Oh no! Has anyone got
0: some tissue?
7: Uh, just... this is on you, mate. <laughs> oh, there's a hanky. Here we hey. are. Thank you. I'm going to answer quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um <Yeah>.
6: Okay, everyone.
2: <laughs> it's good luck. <laughs> it's good luck. So that's Anastasia
4: going.
1: Mm.
2: Has anyone got a hanky? Oh, everyone, look oh. above. Oh, Mikey, it was an owl.
1: I was going to say that's a. It was a. Rather large one. It had to have mm. come from a large bird. If yeah, that it was an a, if owl. Was going. Pigeon, this is my
2: sleep time, guys. Yeah, I don't know up. what is that. But then, why would he the sh- crap? You're talking about. Why would
1: he crap on the only person being
3: silent? That's a good point. The <laughs> <laughs> good point. He must have been aiming for Steve. <laughs> Guess we know which way that owl's going to vote.
5: Yeah. <sighs> Stav, Abby, and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five.
6: As another show draws to a close,
7: Stav, Abby, and Matt take a moment to reflect.
2: We, uh, I always said I'd never get personalised number plates, and I've just been thinking about it. And w- Why
1: wouldn't you get them,
2: though? I don't know. You, you, you always thought they were wanky? a bit... I did. Yep. I did, Stav. Yep. I'm sorry. But I was, just, I never had the right reason know. to. And we always joke about a saying, which I always roll my eyes out, which is, as a mum? Because mm-hmm. people say it like they've got qualifications, mm-hmm. when really, if you're just being honest, you just had S-E-X. There's no qualifications in that. Did they? Yeah. Maybe
1: that could be your plate. Just had (laughs) 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 S-E-X. We were
2: joking about having that as my number plate. Like, just the mom. And now I've got it in my head. And I was walking around the kitchen just and I was like, as a mom. People looked at me. I was like, "Sorry." It's like
3: Abby's finally cracked.
2: As a mom, so you as can't, a mother, are you as allowed a to mom, say
1: as a dad
2: it doesn't have the same? You can. A, as you as can throw dad, it out a bit more. I see
3: my kids every second weekend. <laughs>
2: I just feel like people say it to put down others. That's why I don't like it. Right? Yeah. Because like, as a mum you wouldn't understand. But as I, I yeah. you know, where if we're being honest, we were better parents before we had kids. Oh, I don't God, know about yeah. you, but we were. Yeah. Mm, we were. Uh,
1: the things we weren't going to do. My children, before I had children, were perfectly yeah, behaved yeah, yeah. and there was
2: nothing hey, wrong. do you know what? Before I was a parent, mm. my kids were going to learn to read it too. Have you seen them on the internet?
3: Yeah. Could <laughs> <Did> you not? <laughs> How did that go? did
2: don't know. I got one of the books sent before I was a mum.
4: Yeah.
2: No. Uh-huh. And I probably burnt it when I was. No. Thanks, but no thanks.
1: We've talked about passwords on this show many times before. You know, they're annoying. You need to update passwords. You need to have different passwords for different things. Some need symbols, some need numbers, Uh etc., etc. But now everything is asking for two-step authentication. Oh. Mm. So not only do you need a password, but if you remember a password to something you log in on a computer you've never logged in on before, and it says you need... Uh, Two step authentication, mm. and we've emailed um, you a code, but that happens to be an email from 25 years ago, which is a hotmail, and I don't know the password to that. Uh, and I don't want to put my phone number in there really? because I know then I'm gonna get more scam calls.
2: Mm, you just want the I, don't you? The I password or the thumb pin print, so yes. just bring it in.
1: I will, you know what? I'll give you a DNA sample. Any DNA you want. Don't forget Apple's already got that, you told me. Yeah. They do, which is why I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> FBI, I mean Apple. Just let me in. It's oh, me. Sure. Yeah, okay? Yeah. Trust me. Thanks. But no thanks.
3: We're all back to here. Do you remember? Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. What was the protocol when you go to the doctors to get your vaccination?
2: You got to wait there for a while.
3: You go in, you get your yep. the vaccine, then after they get, minutes yeah. and then you go right. Yeah. yeah. Now you have to do that a few times. i am up to three now. It's kind of my general modus operandi when I go to the doctors. Hmm. You've had forty-five minutes to yourself. So That's when I, a night out for cat, <laughs> lucky boy. But, so when I went yesterday, I had to get a medical for this uh, fight that I'm doing.
2: Yes, you had to get a blood test and everything.
3: And blood tests and all sorts of stuff. Did all that, and then I went in, the, the uh, blood taking place was right there yep. in the lobby of the doctors. Got my blood taken, and then I was walking uh, to the shops and I got a phone call. and I was like, that's really prompt service that the doctor <laughs> is already calling me. That's very good. And I answered and they said, you didn't pay Please come back.
2: Oh, because he's so used to just walking just out. So Everything's free walking now, walking isn't out. it? Oh,
3: yeah. And I walked out the same way as I walked out when I got the vaccines. So like, Doo, do, 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 do. like you might want to come back and pay us.
2: He you did a runner. I from did the a runner from the doctor. Wow! If only they had all your details. I
3: know. Yeah, but it did freak me out. You know, you just get a blood test and you get a call from the yeah. doctor and you're like, I am dying. When do you yeah. get your
2: results back? Because this is for the fight. He's got to get blood tests and medical for the fight. Mm.
1: Is it
3: HIV test and HIV, stuff? HIV, hep C, hep B, steroids. Um, you do, don't. No, I don't. No, oh. no. I mean, not that
2: we're, no, no, no
1: don't do
3: that. <laughs> thanks, by the way.
4: Mm.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, but no thanks.
4: Brisbane wakes up with staff heavy and mad on B105.